The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by BetStamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track, follow, and analyze your bets across multiple sportsbooks. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy and sell marketplace for sports betting picks. Download the app today. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Season 2 of The Lock Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defense lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defense, gets them to share their war stories, and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up. Okay, we're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Back from our little hiatus to explain what happened last week. We were going to record later in the week because there was no Toronto Maple Leaf games, but there was a certain junior tournament going on. You might have heard of it. The World Juniors happens every year. Well, this year it kind of didn't, I don't know, got canceled. We were going to do a pretty in-depth breakdown of those games, but um, got screwed on that one right before we were supposed to record. COVID threw some wrenches into our you know, plans there, and then you know, we just decided to take the week off because everyone was busy. Why not take a week off, recalibrate, come mm-hmm. back, and have two Leaf games to talk about now finally. As always, joined by Josh and Jason. How's it going? How's it going? We're good. Happy New Year. Yes, if you can call it that. But anyways, uh, let's get into it. Leafs just beat the Oilers 4-2. Well, there was an empty netter, so technically really just one by one there. Uh, If you're looking at, you know, pre-empty net stuff, I suppose. Uh, What were you guys' thoughts on this game? Give Give it to me. It was a good game overall. Leafs seem to have picked up right where they left off after having that long break with these two games i'm just loving the way that we're forechecking honestly in the in in these past two games specifically i thought against edmonton we did a really good job at putting pressure on their d and i don't think their deer too strong at breaking out the puck so i think that us putting pressure on them like once they face that pressure i i think we forced a lot of turnovers there uh another thing i liked is that i feel like obviously oilers without mcdavid is pretty like pretty handicapped but i thought we did a really good job of just like not allowing a lot of shots in the middle i know there's there were the two goals that were other than those two goals, really, there weren't that many chances in the middle of the ice in front of the net. So I think we just uh, the Leafs kind of just picked up where they've left off. And, and I think it's it's been a a good good bounce back so far. So I'm kind of surprised to hear that you liked the game. I mean, it was a 3-2 game, and it's a game where they were favored by minus 280 to come, coming into it. Like, yeah. Why was it so close then if the line was that high at the beginning of the game? It wasn't that close of a game, honestly. Leafs pretty much controlled the play the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, okay. like Jason said, a couple odd, odd breaks here. Like, I wouldn't call them bad bounces, but like maybe some poor positioning. We were just watching, you know, the second goal. Joe made a good point. Like, all the forwards were on one side of the ice. Like, simple mistakes yeah. like that that may have something to do with like rust or I don't know. Even like Sheldon Keith said after the game, this, and I think this kind of plays into everything. Um, Sh- Sheldon Keith said the game suffered as a result of having no fans in the rink. Difficult mm-hmm. for it to not feel like a scrimmage. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like what you saw with some of the goals that the Leafs gave up tonight. Just like weird stuff that you that's just normally That's kind of a good point, see. though. When you think about it last year, like the games were very swingable. Yes. If you if you think about it. like, And then tonight, and well, I guess Ottawa, they kicked the hell out of them. But tonight, I, I guess, same sort of vibe to it. Yeah. It's not really like a statistical thing you can... I guess you could if you really wanted to go Maybe, into yeah. it. But... Just kind of a, a an eye test sort of thing, mm-hmm. the the, the yeah. scrimmage and factor. Like the Leafs started good too. Like they, I know it was a two two first period, but they played really well in the first period. They were controlling mm-hmm. the game, and then, like you said, two kind of untimely Shitty goals against. Goals. But they came out with the win. Like these are the games you got to win, yeah. right? Even if there's exactly, no McDavid, yeah. it doesn't matter. I think a lot of people were thinking the Leafs were going to lose tonight because McDavid wasn't playing. I saw a lot of oh, it's like the sleepy game they're not paying attention they just won five nothing there's no fans no mcdavid underestimate and then they just won they came typically let you down yeah but Mm -hmm. maybe not anymore who knows because they came out and they played well i agree the four check has been really good i think it's been less of like star power scoring and more of guys working hard and which which is good to see i saw some a couple good four checks from michael bunting that led to some good possessions another penalty tonight he drew a penalty john tavares drew a penalty like i mean some good stuff to see, obviously. A money puck in the deserve to win a meter, which is we take we take very seriously. That's all that here. matters. Seventy one point eight percent of the like Leafs. It. It so did. that makes mm-hmm. that makes sense that uh, 
you know, it was only a three, two game, but however you play this, you simulate this game a thousand times. The Leafs are winning 71.8% of them. But, um, what did you guys think of the Oilers? I mean, they're they're in a lot of hot water. Least, I know oh, there was no McDavid, but like, do you want me to rant? Who like, else was really missing from the team? Derek Ryan Nugent I know was missing. Nugent Hopkins is a big one but too. It's, it's beyond that because they've been losing with those guys in the lineup, right? Like they're on a massive. Is that six in a row now that they've lost? Yeah, I believe so. And so it's we were talking about it at the beginning of the year, like, oh Hyman, what a mistake by Dubis, like ten games in, and we're looking like Hyman's fantastic. I still think he's a good player. Besides that. When your power play is scoring at a 50% clip for 15 games, like it's hard to lose those games. You're getting almost yeah. two goals a game guaranteed. Exactly. And now, look, the power plays dipped to like 14%, and they can't win a game now. They literally can't. Mm-hmm. And it's emblematic of what we were talking about earlier in the season. No, which is but that, it's, the, it's the goalies. No, the it's goalies. not. It's not. I wish it was. It. Their goalies aren't good, but no, their goalies haven't bad. been like terrible. They're, they're terrible part of their play is that they made all these – you know, acquisitions. I think Duncan Keith's been okay. He's played more of a sheltered role. Like yeah, Cody Cece's not good. It's better than Duncan Keith, I think. Uh, I, don't, I probably not. Duncan I, Keith I is totally cooked on D. I've seen a few plays where his mm, gap control is still such I a think liability. I think Cody Cece is still just not good. Bad. But regardless, like the acquisitions they made and the money they gave out is equaling a team that's middle of the pack in the NHL at five on five right now. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And, Connor McDavid can only take you so far, and Leon Draisaitl can only take you so far. I don't know, Jason. Like, I was thinking about this when I was watching the game. I get more guys were out, but if you compare the Leafs team without Matthews to the Oilers team without McDavid, like the Leafs team is it's not way even better. close. Yeah. It's actually not. I even think close. the Leafs are probably like a fringe playoff team, mm-hmm. with, even yeah. without Ma- like take. Don't even yeah. add something for that twelve million dollars. Like, just take him off your roster. Mm-hmm. The Leafs are probably like fringe level. I don't know, Columbus, Pittsburgh type team mm-hmm. right yeah yeah so edmonton without mcdavid is probably a bottom bottom 10 team in the league yeah and they still have like a, a with a star on their team too and leon dreisaitl right and that's crazy it's so hard to build like such a poor team around like around those two guys they're not even like i i, I just you you nail, hit the nail on the head right there with just how they've how poorly they've managed their money in cap situation it's just been terrible and the, the guys they've acquired like if you look at zach hyman we we got for the same price of hyman we got cash Bunting, uh, Comf, and Richie. It's around. I think that's around the same price. And all those guys, like all those, I would take most of those guys over Hyman right now. Honestly, mm-hmm. Cash has more five on points, five five and five points than Zach Hyman right now. Same thing with Bunting. Bunting, yeah. And Comf has yeah, just been stellar defensively. It's been helping it's us out e- a lot. It's just, yeah. it's easily arguable mm-hmm. that Kasha and Bunting have been like equivalent to what Hyman's been in his career as a Leafs. Maybe yes. last year he was. A step above. What's the quote? What's the quote? What's the Billy Bean quote? Oh, you don't replace. Uh, you're, ru- you're looking to replace Johnny Damon. You need to. You're not going to be able to find Johnny Damon for that much money. Right. You need to be able to essentially find the sum of the parts that equals. Correct. And that's Johnny what Damon. they did, yeah, honestly. Exactly. And even I heard some like credit being given to Kyle Dubas, which is Ooh. rare. But overdrive yesterday, I believe, or two days ago, they were talking about how. Again, talking about the Oilers and Ken Holland and, you know, that he hasn't improved the team. And on the other hand, Kyle Dubas made four free agent signings that weren't that expensive. And three of three of the four of them have been essentially, I don't know, like they're not home runs, but like we're getting on base to use a Billy Bean. We're getting on base. Like on base. So I think he deserves credit, like by sprinkling at a couple different spots to try to fill a hole, but made by Zach Hyman that without trying to get a Zach Hyman, even though they kind of did. When you watch Michael Bunting, like this guy is a fantastic player. Oh yeah, I've really liked. It. I mean, his offensive impact. Like, it is a bit of a risk to bring in a guy and give him two years one way for you know he's only played Nine. twenty mm-hmm. or some odd uh, NHL games, but he's just filled in so nicely. He he brings that competitiveness. You know, he's he knows his role that he has to defend Matthews and Marner if anything happens in there. On top of that, he does chip in very well offensively. Um, I haven't checked it, but I don't think his shooting percentage is really that high. It's not high, riding the high, especially when it's with Matthews. So you could see, now that Marner's back, you could see that quarter kind of given a little bit of an uptick there, maybe. I'm maybe doing just future headlines here, but... Yeah, he's shooting 10% this year. 10% this year 
overall with Austin Matthews, I think it's like less than 5%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Uh, there's nothing about bunting's game that makes you say, Oh, this is like a fluke. Like even if he didn't end up playing on the first line, I think, the way he plays, he could bring something on the third line, like yeah. on a defensive line, right? He like, was scoring on the fourth line. He, yeah. <laughs> he, it was just, it was a risky signing, but I think it was a calculated signing giving him that second year because mm-hmm. I think they yeah. had a good idea. This is the big difference with some of these free agents. When you have a, an idea of how they're going to play and where they're going to play, they seem to do a lot better. This is more of like a football thing, but mm-hmm. even in hockey, like even when Nick Ritchie came in, it was like, oh, okay, we're going to try him on the first line. But nobody was certain we're bringing in Nick Ritchie to play on the first line. And now he's kind of like yeah. a fish out of water. Kasha, clearly their their vision was put him with Conf and play on the third line. Yeah. And it worked out well. Bunting, pretty sure the vision was we're going to give him a shot in the top six and let him work. If not, he'll be a solid bottom sixer for 800K. Exactly. And it worked. The problem is you transition to the other guy they brought in this year, which is Nick Ritchie. It's, again, he doesn't seem like he has a fit. He, it you just, know what his expected goals percentage was? The whole line tonight, is not they very were bad good. They're bad. Fifteen point seven nine. Yeah, and there's been he too many games dead like last that. Place. There's been yeah. too many games like that. One goal against zero four. Do you want to talk about the Edmonton game or talk about Nick Ritchie? Ottawa first? game. Sorry, the Ottawa game. Uh, let's get into a little Nick Ritchie talk. Okay. Yeah. What should we do? What What should we do with him? I think that's the well, biggest my, question. I don't. Yeah, my source, uh, the skate sharpening guy at Ford Performance Center, which is the least practice rink, was telling me on Sunday, Nick Ritchie was there early skating by himself. Um, this was the day after Ottawa. I don't even know if the Leafs were practicing. Just kind of like a, a sign that he's going to be scratched some more. But then Kasha was out tonight, so Ritchie was able to come in. To me, coming into this game, if I thought Matthews wasn't going to be able to go, so Ritchie was going to be mm-hmm. able to. But either way, if Ritchie was in the lineup, my thinking was, this is a very, very important game for Nick Ritchie's season. Like, if he doesn't play well here, he could be on waivers. He not only didn't play well, it looks like he was one of the worst players on the Leafs. So, I think he was the worst player on the ice tonight. For like, the do Leafs, you even sure. send him to the taxi squad, or do you send him to the Marlies to be like, hey, like, you need to figure something out? I, I would honestly try and find a another team that would like, take another look. step. Just send him to the growlers. Send him <laughs> out East. No, I, I actually though, I think I would look to move him honestly and see if a team would, would take oh, 100%. Someone would a hundred percent. A team him. would take him, And if you could get a pick or even like what we did with um, pick, how would you get anything I don't, I don't out know. of him right now? <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. Eric Branson gets traded for every trade. Yeah, deadline, so like, like uh, but that's true. How even even if they don't, even if they don't get a pick, like like similar to like the Joey Anderson and Andreas Janssen deal, where we get a guy who just like honestly like cooks in the AHL for who knows how long, and if he becomes an AHL regular, sure that's great. Just because we could, we, by moving Richie, it'll open up a lot of cap space for us, and it'll let us accrue uh, cap space for the deadline, allowing us to make a bigger splash at the deadline. I agree with getting rid of him. I just don't. I don't know how much you're going to get for him. If I, it's nothing, then at this point, almost sure. Like fit, he's been the worst player on mm-hmm. the Leafs. Yeah. But like Justin Hall started to turn a corner. Yeah. Justin Hall scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last two games were fine. But they, yeah, so they was, weren't necessarily been fine. Top pairing defenseman, but he's, he's been fine. You know, yeah, it's been my favorite mm-hmm. gif is or my favorite thing on Twitter is when like you mention like a very just like okay thing, and then like you put the gif of the Leafs holding the Stanley Cup or like pictures of the the parade yeah, from yeah. 1967. <laughs> it's like Justin Hall has been okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I just want to go back to Richie though quickly because if we do, if we are able to move on from it, I think accruing cap space is so key because if you think about it, last year at the deadline, we we moved out a lot of picks, but two of those picks were used to essentially essentially retain salary on one player, Nick Foligno, twice, right? So if if moving Richie in the future means we get to save two picks and we don't get anything in return, I'm okay with that. If that means we don't have to pay to get another team to retain fifty percent of a contract, I think it, I think it could be. He's got sixty five hits. It. Oh, here we go. Now, this yeah, this accruing to... cap space thing is a little complicated, but mm-hmm. you've been mentioning this from the offseason. My pushback to that has been the Leafs are like not going to have the optics of not being a capped-out team, mm-hmm. right? But I think you're in a unique circumstance now where yeah. you're like 35 games in, and I think people have seen enough of Nick Ritchie to say, like, if you just got rid of him and just held some cap space for a bit, nobody would be like, oh, why aren't they using that yeah. cap space? They'd say, okay, well, this makes sense because – we haven't brought this guy up, but Ilya Mikheyev joining the lineup. Talk about seizing an opportunity. Woo-hoo! Seriously, yeah. That's and his spot on the third line now, for sure. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll get moved up. But Even the third line was good tonight without yeah, Kasha, without which Kasha. is like mm-hmm. before when Kasha wasn't on the third line, it was trash. No offense. It was, like, yeah, it was a disaster. Compared to with – I don't want to offend your guy, David Kampf, but you will see him tonight. Hey, it you was, give him the pieces and he'll let them go. 
even you know Engvall's fitting. He keeps finding a way to fit in somehow, and that's like maybe his best skill. Just when you think you're yeah. you're done with them, he just reels you back in. And maybe that's good though. Maybe yeah, yeah. his versatility of playing mm-hmm. with a lot of these guys, he can play center in a pinch like. That may be keeping him on the roster for now. Mm-hmm. That's true. Utility guy out there. But McKayev's game against Ottawa, like I, I watched it again on uh, the day after. Like he was, it wasn't only though, he, he scored two goals, but he had some great chances. He made a couple good passes here and there, like a nice turnover, a uh, nice uh, takeaway in the neutral zone. Like he was all over the puck. Like he's been very, very good. It's the McKayev we've been waiting for after the 1920 well, season. No, that, because Mikheyev does this to you. 1920, that is true. He was very, very good there. And then he was very, very good, if you remember, in those scrimmages before the playoffs. And then he disappeared in the playoffs. Yeah. And then I think we saw like a couple pretty good stretches from him in 2021. Not like as good as the season before. But I don't know. I, I, I would just like to see some consistency out of him. And I'd like to see more of this sort of thing. And like, it, it's, especially though in the playoffs. It, it all of this does not matter if he puts up another stinker in the playoffs. Well, that's the theme of the team. <laughs> the <bottom laughs> We're going to say especially. that a million yeah. times, but for now, like you said, I totally agree. I think, you know, getting that Amazon kind of behind the scenes. Look, I don't think last year went the way the Leafs anticipated for Ilya McKay no. or how Ilya McKay have mm-hmm. anticipated. I think maybe there was a bit of friction there. Possibly that's pure speculation, but who knows? Um, and he, he's come out flying, honestly, and it's good to see. And like you said, that thir- a third line of McKay of Kampf and Kasha is a tough line to play against because they've got fast. They're fast. Exactly. They're a defensive line. They're not your typical bang and bruising defensive line, oh, but yeah. they're fast. And, fast they, check, and they can break up and, plays. Exactly. And like that, that's one thing McKay is very, very good at. He's um, oh, I only posted this on TikTok, but um, he's a, a to quote Pierre. Go to follow paraphrase, on TikTok. To paraphrase Pierre Maguire, he's a, he's a forward with a, a long stick, and he's yeah. able to break up hit plays very, very well. Um, it affects him because he, his finishing ability we've seen has been pretty shit, mm-hmm. but he's very, very good at breaking up plays, especially in the offensive zone. Like, against Ottawa, did you know he had seven shots in that game? Yeah. That's like, that's got to be a career high. I don't even have to look good. it up. I'm pretty sure that's a career high for him. I'd like to check that. That'd I could check awesome. quickly. I think it, it would talk. make sense, but... Yeah, he's uh he was awesome against Ottawa. He was the least best player. Um but yeah, and then tonight game winner. Yeah. Um what about uh I don't know. I think he was, he was on the ice for a goal against tonight, but TJ Brody's been solid. Very solid. Scored. As well. Scored, scored. Th- three goals in three games. It's amazing. And then so, the goal that Marner scored like kind of went off his leg, but TJ mm-hmm. Brody if you watch replays clearly shooting into the traffic there for the tip. Yeah. Right? He's not trying to score there. He's making the smart play, which is to put your head up and shoot into the traffic, and it tips in for the Leafs. I think, mm-hmm. again, I, I, you're, I'm I, the guy who said TJ Brody was the best defenseman for the Leafs in the calendar year of 2021, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think you, Joe, said he's the most underrated. What did you say? Most underrated or most? Yeah, it kind of flew under the radar. Right, and he's like, most important. it's just what he's done since Kyle Dubas signed him. It's just he's just steady. And yeah. he's that almost every single game. Yeah, they're yeah. still they're still giving that goal to Brody on the score, uh, the second one for the Leafs. It, it might be his goal, honestly. I, I don't know if Marner touched that, but anyways, who cares? Yeah, yeah I but think it is his goal then. The crazy thing that that Ottawa game, like TJ Brody was awesome there. He had uh, he had the wraparound goal, which was incredible. Backhand wraparound goal. Backhand <laughs> wraparound goal, like how crazy! And then he had a two on. It was a four. It was four on four, and he had a two on one with Travis Dermott. The two defensemen on the ice Crazy. got a two-on-one. He unfortunately shoveled it way too high, but he had a very, very good game out there. And then uh, he saved the goal as well. Campbell made that huge save, and then he saved it along the goal line there. Uh, just an awesome start to 2022 yeah. for for Brody. I've really liked him there. And I found, I found also earlier in the season, Brody was kind of struggling a bit. He did, I think, a, allow a few more expected goals goals against than he normally would if you look at his charts but they're starting to normalize now and, and like it's starting to come back and his ex, his xj is, is starting to get, get on the good side of things but one thing i've noticed about him so far is that he's generating a lot of ex, more expected goals for than he normally has ever have has getting had a lot in more shots career. off exactly yeah, yeah. so I, it, it's a it's a weird balance thing but if you look at i, I sent you guys two photos earlier uh but if you look at the morgan riley tj brody pairing 
they've done they've like they were they're working a lot better together this year i think than last year just just by looking at the, at the at the at the graphs they're giving up a lot less and they're generating more essentially yeah, but that's it's, because morgan riley has scaled back a little bit more. yes it's more but, of a instead of you're saying riley as the gunslinger mm-hmm. and brody, brody as the, the check down yeah. artist they're both like kind of playing exactly. hockey exactly yes. yeah, yeah together that was so. ridiculous but yeah at the beginning of the year it was a lot of for some reason the leafs defensive strategy especially in the neutral zone and in the offensive zone was just i don't know be poopoo brains and just shit all over the ice and give up odd man rushes but now they've really scaled it back and it's looking a lot better and hopefully we can get more of this at a hole in muzzin who knows hopefully hopefully the break helped them there but i was actually uh, i missed out on against ottawa brody had three points yeah one of them was he broke up a two-on-one and then it went back the other way justin hole scored the other one was he was able to shovel it into the corner in the corner it was a puck battle he shoveled it to kerfoot and then Kerfoot got it to Mikheyev, a nice little move uh, in transition to Mikheyev. Mikheyev scored. So, so that's six, three point, very, very six nice points plays. in four games then Crazy. if you go back. Uh, I know it's a big break between games, but. Let's see. He had a goal against Edmonton December 14th, three points, and then so five points. Oh, no, and then six points in four games because he had an assist against Chicago. Well, I think we got maybe a candidate for favorite of the week wow. in a bit. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look at that. Timothy Jimothy. Rock and roll. Am I right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then also you have to mention Jack Campbell hasn't gotten the volume against, but it's come up big when he's needed to. Are you surprised that Mrazek didn't get a start? Um, no, but like he will. Like there's so much time the between start? games. Like I, I think we have a lot of games coming up. Like, yeah. Like it's it's been with the NHL scheduling right now, especially with the Leafs, it's a lot of like think about when you have stuff to do, it's like, okay, I'll do it later. That's what's And then happen. everything just piles up. Like, that's the least schedule so that's coming to up. to actually jump in on that, they just postponed the Devils game that was going to be in Toronto. Monday the 17th. I think they're trying to push. I know they're playing in New Jersey, though, like later. I thought maybe they would try to no, so I, switch They it. might. But what the, I think what they're trying to do is push all the games in Can- or in Ontario as far back in terms of, like, the well, end of the— And Montreal. And Montreal. Well, Montreal so, and Ottawa. So as of now— the next Leafs home game is technically January 26th against the Ducks, which is, I believe, the day that this quote-unquote whatever we're in is supposed to end. I don't know if it will, but as you look at the schedule, then we got Saturday in Colorado. We got Tuesday in Vegas. We got Wednesday in Arizona. So you got a back-to-back there. You'll get Mrazek one of those for sure. Yeah, exactly. So... So even if, I, like I think Campbell starts next game. I mean, I'm not concerned right. about that now. Like I think there's so many back to backs coming up that it's like. Also, we got a break. Like there was yeah. like a three week break for everyone on the team. That's so just massive. That's massive. And it's good that. that they've come back and won. Obviously, we've seen what's happened when Edmonton has come back. It hasn't been as successful. So you can yeah. see this can go either way. Um, well, they were bad before the break. The, the Jersey throw happened before the break. It's crazy. Do we have any comments about the impact of like no fans versus fans other than what I said earlier? Um, it's a massive impact. It's huge. <laughs> there's there's one league wide. It's gonna screw over potentially like maybe maybe we're in for another flat cap year. Who knows? Because it like might, ticket revenue and yeah, that's that's all that. we're not getting to five bill or whatever. Yeah, no. But and, it was funny. So um, a guy that we kind of knew, our friend's roommate, Oren Westfield. I was watching the post game for the Raptors yesterday, and he asked, I believe it was him, it sounded like him, asked uh, Fred Van Vliet. That's the right name. I don't know why I'm blanking. Yeah, that's good. his name. Okay, okay, good. He asked Fred Van Vliet, what's the difference? Like, how much of a difference does playing with fans and then you go to no fans, like, how much does that make a difference? And he's like, well, we played a couple at home with no fans. Well, I'll let you know when we play Milwaukee. I think it was in Milwaukee tonight when so they won but i hope we get that follow-up there i mean austin matthews said today like or yesterday i don't know which day the days are just austin matthews said it sucks it sucks <laughs> yes and then they, <laughs> asked, really they actually asked him about like what it's like you know in ontario right now he he kind of dodged the question but you could see his face was like oh man and it sucks because jeff o'neill made a good point like we nobody's a telling. nobody knows how long it's gonna last for but like if you see these like massive differences between like the Rose Bowl has 70,000 people on the same day as the Leafs. And the Winter Classic is... Raycroft tweeted something. It's like, this is the same league. And it was a picture of, like, the Winter Classic and, and then the Leafs yeah, stadium. Yeah, it's empty. like, 
it might hurt the Leafs at like free agency. It's definitely if they if this pushes. Well, Bogosian like fully said, I'm not coming back to I Canada know. because of restrictions. It, it will hurt if which it is stays crazy like because that. he trains in Toronto regularly. Yeah, but now he lives in Tampa and he now he yeah he can now go he out for dinner. Shit. Um, but yeah, my fear is that this trickles into like the playoffs. Where like that would be a, just an absolute unmitigated disaster. I hope. By that time, we can yeah. have fans because, man, that was it. It's, it's it sucks, especially if you play an American team like I'll if, quarantine oh, in yeah. Scotia. So Bay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If it means we get to have fans, but uh, it's we'll sacrifice a lot personally. Like when you watch, it's crazy to watch the two di- the same league in two different. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It yeah. it it really is brutal to see that. And what, what's happening with Montreal? Because there's a curfew now for Montreal, right? And they can't play any home games. It's, no it's, it's it's something crazy like that. The Quebec government instituted a curfew, so they literally can't play. If the game goes past a certain amount of time, they just have to like they can't play. They I think they'll make play. an exemption. I don't know. It's, crazy. it's just, but I it's I do shitty. like that. What the NHL is doing is make it makes sense for now, which is all right. Yeah. You've done. You've played a couple home games. Ship out for a month, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Play all these road games, and hopefully by then you can play with some fans because mm-hmm. they are yeah. absolutely taking a bath on these games. Like yeah. Toronto, this is not because it's on a Wednesday. Leafs Edmonton was not like the best ticket this year, no. but it's in like the top five, ten highest Leafs, Edmonton, ga- games. Connor McDavid, exactly. And I know he ended up not Ryan, playing, but Ryan McLeod's a local boy. Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, Zach Hyman, Zach Hyman's return. from down the road in Ottawa. The return of Zach Hyman. Well, how jib did we get? We didn't get to watch. They said, "Oh, we're still gonna play the Zach Hyman uh, tribute video, but it's just it, you'll be able to see it on TV." I saw somewhere that said you will be able to see it on no. TV. We didn't. They showed him like saying thanks to like the Leafs, saying thanks to Carlton. Yeah, that's it. And then the other shame, quick off topic, is that Kyle Lowry is supposed to come back on February second. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's like I tweeted it like a couple weeks ago. If we don't get like a full barn for Kyle Lowry and Zach Hyman, I'm going to lose it. And we lost Zach Hyman. Hyman. Kyle Lowry's a little bit more important. Mm -hmm. Championships above everything. Banners fly forever. Um, But if empty, the crazy thing is like we didn't even get one fifty percent capacity game. Have you you thought about like that was what it was supposed to be, right? Yeah. And then we just skipped right through that to zero fans. Yeah, that's true. It was supposed to, yeah, it was, I, I, it, was, it did say 50%. People's tickets got they cut. They sent all the like, season ticket holders. Oh, you're getting these four games. They're getting those. Okay, like whatever, sure. And then, and no, then no, they're just mind. like, oh, actually, no. Um, only Curtis from Alberta and uh, Dark Guy are going to be allowed to watch. And Dom Lecision was in the media. Well, yeah, he's in the media. We should, they, that's we got to get credentialed. The that's the thing. Cool. We got to start up, we got to get credentials and we got to start up our own like elite pro league somehow. Just I a feel fraudul- like one of those is like way easier than the other. <laughs> what, a fraudulent money laundering pro league yeah. <laughs> that we play in front cut, of nobody. The KHL, cut that. Okay. <laughs> but, anywho, um, that actually slightly, on a more serious note, the fact that um, Ontario University Athletics is not considered elite level sucks. athletics sucks. If you go to hockey, if you go to elite prospects, sorry, right now, you go to the U Sports League. Look how many guys just in the like look how many guys from the end of December till now are going pro. Yeah. Two two guys just went uh or one guy went to the AHL even. Another guy went to the AHL as well. I think that's more of an emergency sort of backup situation. But a lot of guys are signing pro. David Thompson, who you played men's league with, just signed pro as well. Hey, shout out Dave. Shout, shout, shout out, out Dave. Kawhi. Yeah. He was that good in our men's league. We called him Kawhi Leonard. He was <laughs> fantastic. He was. I remember. I shut him down one game, and then he brought a couple buddies the next, and you guys scored like eight or thirteen. I can't remember the number, but no. But what's crazy with that is like Greg DiTomaso, the little St. Mike's boy, was deemed good enough to practice with the Leafs, but his league that he plays in is not good enough. No, I don't. I don't like, get it. I honestly don't get it. Like, I think they're overturning that. I think there's there's yeah. a lot of like someone that came up with that elite level athletics list, like just. Went on Wikipedia or something. Was like, oh yeah, I think we're good here. Um, not missing anyone. And then, oops. But hopefully that gets overturned because that's kind of ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie. No, and that's uh, a lot of the stuff is frustrating. So some people may say, oh, why do you care about this over this? Like, it's okay. 
to just be frustrated. I'm only going to care about the things that are directly exactly. related to the podcast. That's <laughs> I, hockey. I, I get there's things like, that are more important, but like also important this still things. matters to a lot of yeah. people. And it's yeah. also clearly, in our opinion, at least unfair to these kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even I feel bad for the kids in the GTHL. Like, oh, they're getting rinsed. They're getting rinsed. It sucks. I think I get to play hockey tomorrow on an outdoor rink. I, I believe uh, you're allowed yeah. to. Well, you're allowed to play a, shinny. We have a permit, so. Hmm, well. I'm really hoping that. Don't ask me. I don't know the laws and stuff. (laughs) Um, One thing I wanted to say is Jason came up with this kind of, sorry for bouncing topics, but back to Nick Ritchie. You said you would rather go 11 and 7 instead of having Nick Ritchie. Yeah. Is that where we are right now? I don't like going 7D, so 11 and 6, sure. Is that? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yeah. 11 and 6 and just, I don't know. No, yeah. Like, I I was just, I don't, the only reason why I said that was just because, like, right now with, we can only have, I think, Dermot, or sorry, Lilligan or Sandin in the lineup at, at one time. But if no Richie's there, we won't have to juggle between those two, and they'll both be able to. So play. help me out here with the taxi squad. Sandin and Lilligan can go back and forth off that. I believe so because well, they're, they're both they're exempt. both waivers right. exempt. So that's we, the way you can make it fit under the cap. Yes, but I don't think they can pull it, They can both be on the roster together, essentially. Because well, I think, then Dermot would have to go off. Yes, one, another cap, player would have to come would have off, to and they would have to go through, through waivers, waivers, which right. just wouldn't make sense to do so unless that guy was Nick Richie, and you don't want him on your team. True. But it makes yeah, it a little, bit little, difficult. It's it's interesting the cap situation they're in because like like I said before, like is it is it worth it to pay two picks at the deadline or just move Nick Ritchie now and just potentially save save picks and accrue instead of double retaining on exactly yeah. But anyways, well we're getting close. The deadline's in early yeah. March. It's January. Like the trades yeah. start happening in February. So yeah, you've got some names here. Do you want to talk? Yeah, about Yeah, I just I just kind of went through. So what I did was I I looked at the athletics kind of point projection model and just all the teams that were below 50% of making the playoffs. And then I took out uh, the Habs and Ottawa because I feel like they just would not make a trade with the Leafs. Definitely Ottawa. I'd, the Habs maybe, but after, I looking, think that's at their, fair. I after think. looking at their team, I don't think that... <laughs> no, they're, they're all hurt. They're all injured, and I don't they're see... Awful. I don't see like uh, who we would want from their team that would make sense salary cap wise. But I don't know who do you like. Seattle, I think, has a lot of good players on their team who are on one year deals. Not well, good, I, but like like Mark Giordano is probably going to be the number oh, yeah. one rental player at the oh yeah yeah. yeah that'll be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, Elliot Freeman said interesting enough with Dallas. I think they're going to hold steady with their team and try to push and go for the playoffs. But w- what I think. I was kind of like cooking it up in my head. It was in regards to Anaheim. I'm like, well, what would be the strategically smart thing to do with Anaheim right now? Like, are they a cup contending team? No, but they're playing well all together. They've got those young guys that are, that look like they're going to be fantastic. Like Troy Terry last night. Oh my God. That guy was awesome. He had the two goals from what I saw. He had an awesome pass one-timer to Max Comtois, who's another 99-born, pretty young player, good power forward there. Um, and then on top of that, Jamie Drysdale, like Cam Fowler's still pretty solid, John Gibson and Ned. Zegris. Like all these solid guys. But then you have the guys like Hampus Lindholm, Brian Getzlaff, and Ricard Raquel, who are coming up on like Josh this is Manson the, too. Josh Manson too, who are all going to be UFAs at the end of the year. If you're thinking about it long term, it would be make most sense to sell off a couple of those guys, right? Like yeah, even if you're sure. you're in a playoff spot, sell off a couple of those guys, be more competitive in a couple of years. Like what you could revisionist history, go back and say what the Leafs should have done mm-hmm. in the 2017 yep. playoffs with JVR, Bozak, all of them, right? You wouldn't be as competitive, but you'd have some more assets to work with, and you know when you have to assign Matthews Marner to those 10 million dollar deals. Then you have other guys on ELCs coming up, and you're able to make the money work. However, however, the strategic smart hockey thing is not always what the best business decision is to do. Teams make millions off of making the playoffs. Just off of a couple games, they get three, two, three home games. That's millions of dollars in their pocket. After a pandemic and after missing the playoffs for a few seasons— do you really think Anaheim wants to like have the potential to miss the playoffs? Here's the other thing you have to throw into that little concoction you're creating there. They don't have a GM right now. They oh, have yeah, an sure. interim GM. <laughs> so <laughs> that really But no no, but if you like if your ownership, right? You're not telling your interim GM, "Oh, like sell off Manson for a, for a 2 seconds at the deadline." You're saying <laughs> 
you're probably saying go get someone to help this run right now. Like mm-hmm. I think you're right. I don't. I think Anaheim, unless something changes, there's a lot of time left. But like they've held the line so far. Okay, intern. Should we sell off this yeah. entire hotel? <laughs> so uh, you can cross off Anaheim, but like let's. Why don't you name off these names and get our reaction to them? All right. Uh, okay, so like I again, like I said, his I, first name is you should have put it's, this <laughs> like the, the old, I just looked at yeah, don't go guys don't who are potentially UFAs or RFAs, or if they're an RFA, if they're struggling on the team they're on, maybe the team wouldn't want them looking to get some return from them. The first one I put was just Lawson Krause on Arizona, which is <laughs> first of all, it's crazy that Lawson Krause is going to be an unrestricted free agent already. He's yeah. only like twenty four. I think he's I think played he, six years. He played his first year. Wow, yeah. what would it be? It's seven years, though, I thought. So would it be Yeah, UFA so ne- after RFA? next year. Yeah. Yeah, so he's an he's RFA. An RFA. Well. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, an yeah. RFA. But, but I heard Elliot Freeman say he was at UFA. That's why I was confused. So we'd have to... What does it say on cap front? He's an RFA, but yeah, he's, yeah, well, he's, he's an RFA. 24. One more year. One more year. One more year. No. No, yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, thanks. I, I was just... Vi- Unless you want to sw- swap him for Nick Ritchie. That that's that was that was the origin originator of the idea. But then why would they do that? Exactly right. As I was coming up with this, I'm like, most of these teams no. wouldn't even do that. So, anyways, are these Nick Ritchie swaps or like guys they were at, they want? were at one point, and then no. I kind of just looked at all the, all the other teams, and just said, okay, yeah, oh, this yeah, guy's okay. interesting, this guy's interesting. So like other guys who I think are interesting, straight straight off the bat, Seattle, Yarn Crook and Don Square are both UFAs. They both can play center. Or sorry, Don's not shouldn't be Don Square, but uh, I think it was Johansson. Both guys who can play center, and then Ryan Donato, who's an RFA. Marcus Johansson from yes. Seattle. Yeah, honestly, I want uh, none of those guys. Okay, I think uh, the current forward group the Leafs have right now. Where are you putting those guys that doesn't disrupt the team? And who, and are they better, have, who are they better? If you than? have to They're give not. assets, like if you have to give assets, I wouldn't do that. No, like Donskoy's shown an ability to play with good players, but he also yeah. makes a decent coin. Yeah. Three yeah. and a half. Four? Yes. Yeah. Ryan Donato's been like very much a third line or fourth. Ryan Donato's more of like yeah a niche sort of player like that you sign next year for a couple years. Tyler Tyler Ennis like type player. Yeah, like he looks all right out there. Uh, I watched a a Seattle game or two. I can't remember how many. Maybe it was two. Uh, Jared McCann unfortunately got a lot of scoring chances. The biggest issue for Seattle is that their goalies suck. Like there's that. Yeah, Jack Han made a point in an article. They're they're trying to create plays too much from below the red line and when you do so your forwards collapse down pretty low and then if you turn over the puck about going back the other way it's it's, uh more of a difficult i have not watched that much seattle after like the first couple weeks when they were clearly like not doing well but i'm just no turbo for them too that hurts yeah that he was probably their best player so far in terms of like verse expectations adam larson has been terrible for them like it's unfortunate but yeah their goal their goalies need to save. But the guy I would want from there is like, well, I don't know what it costs to get Mark Giordano, but he would obviously like be a, the guy. a legitimate yeah. difference maker for the Leafs. But, but he how, would have to play on how? the right side. What do you mean? You fig- just figure it out. Like, I'm tired of this out. left yeah. and right. He's so okay. good. He won the Norris Trophy three years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you have Justin Hall playing in your top four. Like, yeah. Just yeah. figure it out. Fair. That'd be one hopefully you can, uh, as you said, figure it out. Um, you have Domi on here. Yeah. Hurdle, I don't think. We're getting him. JT, JT Miller. Why, wait, wait. Time out. Why not? Hurdle? Why not? Uh, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, well, like, where is San Jose as a team? Like, if they're, which it well, seems like they're going to get a van- According to my model. It seems like they're going to get a Vander Kane off the books. According to my model, they're not doing very well. Exactly. <laughs> so they're getting a Vander Kane off the books. Do they yeah. want to bring back like a 29 year old center and give him. Where eight? are they getting him off the. How are they. Well, it seems like they're going to probably be able to. You think a team is going to be able no, to? No, like I think they're going to be able to terminate his contract Ooh. eventually. Well, okay, yeah, maybe I not, so. but it seems to be going that way. He's not He's not playing for that no, team. No, exactly. Um, so, like, where are they? I don't think trading Hurdle is that out of the question. The, yeah, they're at a I nine. can see them trading Hurdle. I, uh, that'd be interesting. I don't know. That'd be that'd be very interesting to see what San Jose would do there. That'd That'll be a guy to watch. He only makes five point six, and if you retain that, which I they have enough, they have tons of space to retain with. They they could do it. They, I think the they could get. The only problem is then like what what's are the price? They? Like, yeah. well, no, what like they have? They're paying Carlson. He's having a good year. Like shout out to him. Brent Burns. They're paying him. They're paying Vlasic still. They're paying Couture. They're paying all these guys. Mm-hmm. And, they're like, paying off Martin Jones. Yeah, exactly. He's not, also, even, he's not even there. 
But like, so that, that's maybe leads to what Joe said is maybe they. But don't also hurdle, hurdle, like yeah, hurdle obviously is aware of the cap situation and like where the team's headed. Like, why would he want to resign? So why why would they keep him? So also, he's making five point six. I'm I can like, see him going to Pittsburgh for some reason. Just uh, because they, well, how much? Like, he's at least a seven million dollar yeah. player on the open market now. Like, well, like traded to Pittsburgh. Oh, sorry, sorry. Pittsburgh giving up whatever they have left. Th- they a little will. bit of ownership. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Of, hey, we just Worked got in the bought past. out. Yeah, <laughs> we just bought out. We just got bought out. Uh, here's a little bit of stock. Um, maybe a little under the table Bitcoin. That'd be interesting. JT Miller. I don't know. Bruce, there it is. Is really working. Uh, Seems like it. So. It's also but, like I, it, Vancouver might also subliminally be one of those teams that wouldn't trade. Yeah. to the Leafs. Really, to the I Leafs. I do not think like it doesn't seem like. Yeah, just no. You don't think there's a good relationship there? I no, I don't. That's interesting. I, who's, I, wait, who's their GM? They don't have a GM. Oh, yeah. it's, everything's <laughs> going to be owner and first. There's way too many teams that don't have a GM yeah. right now. That's crazy. Montreal doesn't. Chicago doesn't. Anaheim doesn't. Vancouver doesn't. We're used to like coaches, but GMs is crazy. A lot of those teams are not good too. So it's going to be like, yeah, it'll be interesting what Jeff Gordon does. There. He's essentially the GM. He just doesn't speak French. <laughs> he does. Just he's trying, well. which shout out to him. And I think he's a really smart guy. We've been over this before. <laughs> when he got fired, I thought that was like, a, even though New York's doing well, like, which is all the guys he's brought in essentially. But mm-hmm. one of the craziest things they... of 2021, like, I just want to bring that up. Like your, your best player gets ragdolled and then the coach and the president, they're sorry, the GM and the president of hockey ops gets canned, and the owner goes, "Oh no, no, no this was premeditated." Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> but, a while. But yet, then the team goes out, and gets into seven fights. Yeah, that was that was that just, was crazy. Like, like, Too much has happened in this year that you don't even. I forgot about the how he was fired situation. Was just like <laughs> they all- put out, they put out that statement. You remember they put out the graphic where it's like this is absolutely unacceptable that this happened. Yeah, because well, no, because the because they criticized the refs and yeah. then the owner fired them for criticize. Like it was, that was crazy. That was that crazy, was, but it's it's funny though because Sammy Blaze has like I think he's in the AHL right now. I don't even think tore his ACL. All right, tear, yeah, tore his ACL. Oh, okay, well he's hurt then, but you know, they'd be a lot better with Pavel Buchnevich. Yeah, obviously, but they're also a fake good team. I'll keep saying that yeah. all year. They're not that good. Ooh. They're propped up by goaltending. Massively propped up by goaltending, like but, massively. They don't get like if you think they're nasty or whatever, they don't get like the most favorable lines, and it's because yeah, they're massively propped up by goaltending, a lot of chances against. But Shesterkin, I mean that it's not like it doesn't count. Like yeah. he's, they're still winning. Still, a goalie's still part of the team, even though they're voodoo. Chris but. Kreider is a guy who probably a lot of people said, oh, why'd they sign him? They're in a rebuild. He's been very good mm-hmm. since they signed him to yeah. like a lot of money. So yeah, tips in front, baby. Power play and going offside. The but. Kreider special. <laughs> um. But yeah, some other names you got on here, Radulov. That would be fun. Like, would be very yeah. fun. Would you play him on the second line? I think play him wherever. Maybe. Little he's bit an animal. Of, he's a, he's a warthog. Is that what the warthog? The warthog. He's having a rough year though. I didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. The past couple of years have been very, very rough. Yeah. So hopefully that's why you get him cheap. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see how that one works out. Raquel gets left. Those are Anaheim. What no. about Statsny? Statsny. Uh, but aren't like. Are they going to be? Win- Winnipeg is right now. They have a the Athletic hasn't had a sixty four percent chance uh, to miss the playoffs. Really? That yes. bad? Yes. I think that's just the model yeah. being down on that team in general. But well, they're not in a playoff spot right they're now. They're not. And like to be uh, fair, the only team I could see them possibly jumping there, like maybe Nashville tumbles, but they've been playing well. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's better than them, I think. Yeah. Nashville's been obviously. High. St. Louis is Tanner Janot. Tanner Janot. the name because I did not know who he was last year. Yeah, and I, the thing I like about Stastny is center or wing. A little depth, too, just in case. But And I think yeah. they sh- like if they fall off, that for sure they should they trade should sell. Like That's yeah, a guarantee. 100%. Um, but it's kind of interesting because like we always talk about forwards. I This forward mix right now is looking pretty good. It's really good. Feeling yeah. very good about it. How many years does Brendan Dillon have left on in Winnipeg? I think it's a couple. Is I think it it's three. Oh, okay. I don't know if Brandon Dillon has three years at 3.9 and Dylan DeMello. Dylan DeMello is a guy they hate for some reason. Yeah, he's actually. I don't understand. Whatever. But anyways, I could see them. That's a team with no coach. Yeah. (laughs) I I wonder if these teams just are making these firings and just putting off the hire so they don't have to pay another guy. 
just to save a li- <laughs> li- little bit of way to you, save money during the pandemic. I don't know, honestly. Is <laughs> Mike Babcock going to get one of these jobs? I don't know. Well, he's not doing not. anything right now. They, yeah. they shut down U Sports. So. It's true. Also, is, do you think Dave Tippett's going to get fired? I, I know we're jumping around here, but like, if there's, we've, it's been a while, and there's a lot of, a lot of things going on. A lot on. of things to talk about. So the funny thing was Elliot Freeman said that Dave Tippett has done very, very well in real estate and doesn't really need the money from coaching. Mm. Um, so he's there just uh, to get him out of the house, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm uh, sure he's like, love of the game. That's love it. of the game. Yeah. Um, and that they said that like if, if they don't go far in the playoffs, then he's done after this year. If they do go far, it's dependent on what he wants to do. Um, but if they lose like another five in a row, like I know right now they're saying no, no, no to a coaching change. Like, they keep getting asked the question. They keep saying no. But if you lose another, like, if you if you go on a stretch where it's like you go 2-8 and eight after this game, how do you not consider firing the coach? No, they will. You're right. They will. Like, just to prevent bottoming out and losing the season, which is crazy, by the way, because two losing months Leon ago. Losing Dreisaitl. Two you see months that picture ago, we, put we were up? getting, everyone was dunking on the Leafs for being terrible oh, and dubious. Yeah. Six games of the season. I remember. We could play the podcast back. It was probably the second one we did. The Leafs are terrible. Look at Edmonton. Edmonton 7-0. and They are a juggernaut. Zach Hyman. Mikko wow. Koskinen found his game. Wow. It's don't fall on small sample size. Life we'll comes at you fast, Even, Jason Greger. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to dunk on this team, but the Islanders are in last place. They're still doing. Is Ryan Pulak back for them? I'm just saying, like they also, at they some lost point, Jordan, I believe they didn't at really some point this. that the the regression God comes from for all. I'm That's, upset about that because I started to like. I started to give them more respect. I'm yeah, like, right, that's what usually when I'm it like, happens too. When you start to when you bag on a team forever and then you give them a little respect. And they and lost Eberly, and they're still doing their stupid thing with Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin and whatever. It's crazy because Sorokin's having a pretty good year, isn't he? Yeah, they got but good yeah. goalies. They got good defense. Just a matter of can't score. Can't score. Yep, they can't score. They only have, w- by the way, they have. I know they only when I bet uh, against them though. Listen to this. How about a, a little stat surfing? They have 64 goals in 28 games. The Leafs? No, no, I'll skip the Leafs. Like a random team, for example. I'm trying to find someone else. Columbus has played three more games and has 40 more goals than the Islanders. Columbus. That's How many more goals? 30. Let me do the math. 35 more goals. Columbus. Sorry, 37 more goals. Columbus has 101 goals in 31 games. The Islanders have 64 goals in 28 games. That's only two goals a game. They're scoring for the essentially two goals a game. It's crazy. Oh not God. good. You That's hear another not good. crazy stat surfing I heard last night when I was watching Ducks and Flyers. The Flyers are minus 18 goal differential in the second period. In second periods. That's it. That's terrible. How crazy is that? That's Wild. insane. <laughs> they're bad, man. They're bad. They're really so, bad. They're, I got to watch them yesterday first. Claude Giroux? He's a... Unrestricted free agent? Ooh. Is he hurt? That'd be interesting. I think he's injured. Another team how... that fired their coach. <laughs> uh, no, he's in COVID protocols. Oh, ah, okay. So he's still, keep up. still putting up points. He's, like... he's the only one putting up points. Him and Cam Atkinson. Is there any D, Jason, like defenseman that we could? Like, I really feel like I didn't think a look at D. Be... I feel like, we're, yeah, I don't, I don't it's know. thin. I, our team's good right now. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I, sh- sorry, just I shouldn't a have second... said that. Why did I say that? She's a second line right D. That was stupid. I think. Joel, why did you let me say that? Just knock on wood. We got a nice wood desk right in front of us. We're all good. I think we have that answer though in our organization. His name's Timothy. Not not this year though. All right. To play all second right. line. Like think about the playoffs though. Twenty plus minutes a night, being able to play shutdown D. Like he th- just hasn't done it yet. Throw the, him in yeah. the positive fire. though is like Throw him in this the year trending. You, this year you don't have to trade for like Riddich or Ben Harper, whatever guy's name was last mm-hmm. year. Like you got a lot of depth in yeah, organization. Hutton. Hutton, sorry. Which is good ben this year. Harper. Is Ben Harper still in the NHL? Maybe. Jeez. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, yeah, you probably no. you just don't need have to, to make trade one addition. Yeah. Just make one. Like, you don't have to, like, yeah, like, bring in Ben Hutton. Yeah, the Ben Hutton and David Riddich, the insurance trades. Ugh. Ugh. You don't have to do that anymore. No. Thank God. Have any of you guys watched any Arizona games recently? Is Ilya Lyubushkin? I saw Kevin Pipetti Kevin will throw about, out right? some random guy, like just like the most <laughs> random guys ever. You're like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? But then like it, it starts to trend and they're actually mm-hmm. like, they end up decent. Like I remember him going like Jared McCann, the least need to get Jared McCann. I'm like, and I, I tweeted, I'm like, like, why? Like, he's like, 
dude, it'll be pennies on the dollar. He's playing awesome. And then the Leafs went out and got Jared McCann. And then Jared McCann's been playing awesome this year. So whenever Kevin Papetti throws out those random guys, I, I take note. And uh, I do. I, you do have to scout them afterwards. But Ilya Labushman or whatever. Labushkin. I, I've watched a little bit of Arizona. They suck. Um, and it's fun watching them because it's always like you always end up going, oh, with players on the Coyotes, it's either, oh, he ended up there with a guy that used to play in the AHL for your favorite team's development team, like Michael Carcone. Remember him? Yeah. What about Travis Boyd? Ripping it Travis up. Travis Boyd down Ripping. there. 13 Phil points Cass- in 23 games. Travis Boyd. Wow. Or on the flip side, you end up learning about new people that you didn't know existed. Like, I pay attention to a lot of hockey. I had no idea Dyson Mayo was, <laughs> a, was a, a, an actual human. Or Karel Veljekmakamov, or whatever, the goalie who's actually playing all right down there, too. It's just a mess. But uh, I guess we got uh, a little scouting assignment, Ilya Lubuzhmushkin. <laughs> But hey, you know what that means for them though? They're tanking right. Like they Yeah, they're doing yeah. Like, well, it's only a right tank if you make the right picks after. Oh, well, also if like so. your also whole organization doesn't yeah. tank as well. It's That's it's like other. rebuilding a house. Like if you're if you smash down the Oh, I you got it. something else. If you smash down the entire house and like it all comes crumbling down, like you've started out the the rebuild process correctly. Mm-hmm. However, like if you know, if you're trying to build the house back up with straw to save a few bucks, if you know what I mean with the coyotes, you know, the rebuild didn't go properly mm-hmm. and uh, you move, you end up moving to Houston. The lucky thing for them is it looks like it's going to be really hard to miss picks. If you're picking in those Shane top Wright. three, the next two years, well, honestly, like I hope Shane Wright pulls an Eric Lindros and doesn't go there. It just doesn't go. I would love that. Shane Wright, Connor Bedard, Ilya, or, uh, Mitchkov, Mitchkov. I wish we could talk about him and Bedard. Bedard scored four goals in a Crazy. World Junior game. They were nasty. He's how old? And he missed 16. That's insane. And he, he had a couple more chances in that game, too. Like, disgusting toe drags. And then Mitchkov, too. Mitchkov was scoring like... He looked like he was a 20-year-old out there. Yeah. looked unfair. Or even... Um, uh, who's the Anaheim pick on Canada? He was Mason body. McTavish. Oh, my God. Physical specimen. There's always one guy every year who looks like he shouldn't be in the tournament. Like Mason McTavish looked like, wow, you Dude, shouldn't be in like, the tournament. It looks like Ogie Oglethorpe out there. He's a beast. And he's, he's, a, he's a year younger. He still has a year of eligibility. I know. That's crazy. And he was just that big and physical. That was unreal. Wish we could have seen more. Hopefully in the summer. Well, yeah, Toronto, hopefully. fingers crossed. Also, like, why don't they just make the World Juniors the Olympics? Is there an answer on why they're not going to do that? Just like move it to China, yeah, because that's a logistical nightmare. But like, like it takes time to plan the World Juniors. You're not going to pull you just, a tournament. You don't out have to ass. replan it. You just take the Olympic plan and send whatever countries are also in the Olympics. Just send your World Junior players because it doesn't work. Because then they have China. Oh wow! Play. Like like Connor Bedard and Mason McTavish are going to lose to China. Well, they're gonna. I don't know because there's like you're saying just send the World Junior team. You can't do that. I mean. I know. There's it good players fun. for yeah, would have obviously. Josh saying for Canada. I think we're gonna see some good players, like good young players, like Cole Perfetti's on the long list out there. Owen Power, Owen Power committed. He's going. Kent Johnson. Like, There's also a couple funny. Names. Well, I don't want to talk on air. Eric so. Stahl. No, like we'll oh, talk the last yeah, you, two from you the know, sc- yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. Go to the the Scott Wheeler. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Go to Scott Wheeler's long list of Team Canada. Go to the second tweet and look at the last two names. Yeah, and cringe. Um, Jason made a good point. Like back to the Leafs before we do, let's, let's actually, I'm going to segue this vanilla and favorite players of the week. I think Ilya Mikheyev is my first yeah, nominee for favorite player of the week. 100%. Are we starting, we're starting with favorites, not vanilla. Yeah. Let's start with favorites. Okay. They won two games pretty easily. All right. Um, Mikheyev, he's a free agent, right? Yes. What are you like? I, we're, I don't want to get ahead. He's not going to score 50 mm-hmm. goals, but no, if he keeps playing all, even on a third line, that's successful. Like, I don't think even let's say he has last year's season. He's probably not wanting to come back for 1.7. He's probably no. looking well, if Nick Ritchie makes two and a half, whatever. What do you think happens with Emilia McKay? He's gone. You have to resign Kasha. Yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just going to be whoever's willing to take less between Kasha and Mikhail. The thing with Kasha though is RFA. So it's pretty much 
you, you're going to have to sign him. So there's just no, I just don't think there's room for me. Who Mikhaev. would you rather keep, Kasha or Mikhaev? Kasha. Kasha right now. He's younger, right? Like, he's a year younger. That nah, he's really he's better. How about he's that? Better, he's better, yeah. He's shown more in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He's been yeah. better so far this year. Um, but we'll see. I, it's just something to keep in mind. I know we always mm-hmm. talk about contracts, but even the motivation of Mikhaev playing possibly for a contract, yeah. right? That, mm-hmm. that, don't underestimate that. That's true, yeah. He started off, like, preseason, he was looking hot, mm-hmm. and then that last shift of the preseason, it was like, ah, crap. Sucks, but Sucks. it's good to have him back. I wonder if he would go to, like, a worse team to just get guaranteed top six minutes. I feel like he's yeah, that type he of guy. Would. He seems like, again, yeah. we don't We don't know, know but, but, like, from like, what... Well, Cash, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Dan Milstein will hook him up. Arizona, max contract. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. So awesome. what do you think? Who else? Brody and McKay? Yeah, I have Brody, I have Brody yeah. as my fave this week just because he's... I almost want to just give it to Mikhaev, Like, Let's do it. We'll do do we, it. Like, I feel like Brody would... Honestly... Sorry, go ahead. I feel like we're, Brody's not like... When, when have we ever seen Brody get like that many points? No, in, like, honestly, I don't want him to ever win favorite player of the week. And he'll also never win vanilla player of the week. Right, fair. And that'll just be the most TJ Brody thing. Well, at the, the end TJ of the year... Brody the TJ Brody award. At the end of the year, we'll look and see, oh, like Matthews had like three favorite. Marner had two. Nylander had a hundred, whatever. And, and Nick Ritchie was vanilla every week, but TJ Brody never Holt. nominated for either. <laughs> yeah. The TJ Brody award. I, I mean, it's hard to not have a Nick silent Ritchie. weapon. Nick Ritchie as your vanilla too, yeah. right? Uh, what happened? I mean, the Ottawa he got game? scratched. He got scratched in the Ottawa game. He and was then so he, he was so, so bad. He wasn't play. allowed to play. And then the he Ottawa played game. legit terrible tonight. Like awful. Oh man, their line only had four minutes at five on five. Like they okay. basically didn't. Yeah, play. this makes it easier for social too. I think if we just do favorite Mikheyev, Vanilla, Richie, and then as people start getting, back, I think a lot of people probably didn't not didn't watch these games, but may, some people may have been out. The one ratings was on New Year's were, Day. The ratings, the ratings are good because good. everyone's locked in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Jeopardy almost did a million last night in Canada. <laughs> yeah. I know that is that is crazy, but uh, yeah, the ratings against Ottawa were were very high from what I saw. I don't, I'm curious to see what they end up being tonight. Yeah, probably but good, you're probably right. But solid. I mean, even podcast wise, like we're just getting a little bit of a week off. Let's just we'll we'll say who wins this week, and then back to voting next week. Exactly, sounds exactly. Good. So next game is Saturday. Saturday against, against the, Avs. the Avs, and then the Avs. That's a big test for T- both teams. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday against the Golden Knights, and if I don't know if we're going to record Tuesday night or Wednesday night. There's also a game Wednesday night against Probably the Wednesday then. What do you think? Why not? Yeah. yeah. We'll do it Wednesday. Sounds good. And Screw it. Are we going to look like as of now, fingers crossed, looks like Colorado has almost their full lineup. I think mm-hmm. just Nachuskin's out right now. It'd be nice to see Darcy Kemper. Like, I don't want to play. He got waived, didn't he, Jonas? Hill? Yeah, he's on Florida now. Yeah. So, ooh. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, that first game, the Leafs smoked them. Mm-hmm. Like, that was yeah. probably the most fun Leaf game of the year for me. I was there, biased, but, like, they smoked them. Matthews scored two nasty A few people goals. were complaining that uh, one of the Matthews goals against Colorado wasn't on the list of top. The list of also, top plug, top 10 goals. It's on YouTube. Check and Twitter. And Twitter. It's doing well. And there's a series on Instagram. Doing numbies. And we voted, on, by the way. And it's on TikTok. But if you want to complain to anyone, complain to Jason because his list was the worst. His no, list was... The most different. I had brain fog from COVID. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> what what didn't you have on the list? I was like, this is Marner, great. the Marner Ottawa. Goal. Yeah, he like dangled. I had it, like, it was numbers. Ottawa. You had a number two. It was Ottawa. Ottawa sucks. Dude, all I those goals were against. Canadian. It was the Canadian division. All those yeah. teams were like. I was looking. I think like six of the goals came in February of 2020. Yeah, because you could 2021. Like, sorry, you could remember some of them. I feel we're one like was very against Vancouver. One was against Ottawa. Um, like I think the Winnipeg one, like it was just crazy how many I was going back and like putting them all together. And I'm like, Oh, this one was in February. This one was in February. Kind of funny. Also, um, what was I going to say? Matthews almost scored a nasty one tonight. I don't know if you saw, he, he dangled two guys. Oh yeah. yeah, That was like, it reminded me of that. Uh, what was, I think the Winnipeg one, one? which was like, he's unanimous. Number one. Um, and then, so we got Colorado, then Vegas. Right now, yes. Vegas has obviously Jack Eichel's hurt, but he should be back relative, like within the next Soon. month. I think they were hoping January, uh, but I think the realistic goal was after the Olympic break. So 
little bit longer. But he's, he's coming back soon. I think Pacioretty is out, though, for them. And so is Mark and Stone. And so is Mark Stone, and so is Robin Leonard. So Robin Leonard. that is a talented group of guys not playing for them. But hey, related to our Mart- conversation earlier, Martinez. you know who started a game for them? Tice Thompson. You know where he played three years ago? The I think sports? it was three years ago for the Brock Badgers. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. That's a good point. Spoken like a true U-Sports alumni. Yep. Two was games. it still called the CIS when you played, or was it U-Sports? Uh, it was not U-Sports. It was called, like, OUA. Yeah, OUA. Right. Yeah, Ontario University Athletics. And then they changed it to U-Sports, which is kind of a weird name, but whatever. Anywho, anything else we got on the docket here? Anything, Jason? Anything? No. I think, yeah, just Avalanche. Avalanche Knights. Vegas. And Coyotes. A couple yeah. hot games. Get to see Mark Stone up close and personal. Maybe. Love. Maybe? He's hurt. Oh. <laughs> hurt again? We might get Vegas' B team twice. Yeah. That first game, we pumped them. But. Yeah. Yeah, they had uh, Jake LeCision, Don LeCision's brother on the, <laughs> on the fourth line there. Um, anyways, thanks so much, for everyone, for listening. Glad to be back. Um, and, yeah. Go Remember Leafs, to rate go. the show. Go Leafs, go.